Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi friends, how are you? I am recording this on a Thursday evening and the fall leaves here in Minnesota are popping. It is so pretty such a gorgeous time. I love this time of year. And I'm also really excited because this weekend I am going to visit a friend in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm going to listen to her play some country music and we're going to have a good old time. So getting really excited about that trip. I wanted to talk today about this topic of your health and unresolved trauma, overwork, people-pleasing, and poor boundaries. And the reason is because I just have noticed that lately these themes just keep coming up over and over again, both with my clients, with my friends, with colleagues. And so I just think it's important to talk about. I know the topics of people pleasing and boundaries are discussed a lot, but I have my own view on it and I just really wanted to speak to it. So basically when you or when kids or sometimes even young adults or adults are traumatized, one of the many ways that they can cope with that is to self-soothe and this is where addictions might start to creep in because the pain of the trauma is too much to feel and too much to bear. And I want to just say that I know that addiction is a complex topic and there's many potential factors in that, including genetics and lack of social network or of support or being seen at home for who you really are. But the inability for kids and adults to be able to feel their feelings in the first place, and I've talked about this a lot in a variety of ways on different episodes, it has to do with the stigma that we still have today, unfortunately, in society of feeling our feelings and seeing that as weak And the lack of education in our culture about our own bodies and emotions and sensations and how to actually feel them and process them without it overwhelming you and also without repressing it or denying them. And so also, if you have ever as a child, a young adult or as an adult received the message And this could be intentional or it could be super unintentional. But if your body received subconsciously or consciously the message that you are not worthy or not good enough, then another way to cope with this other than addiction would typically be to spend the rest of your life trying to prove you are worthy. I do not want to breeze over this. This is a big deal. And I think that this is at the core 
of so much of our pain, so much of the ways that we act and behave, so much of our dysfunction. And there are other core patterns that we might adopt that create self-sabotage and dysfunction. But this not worthy or not good enough at your core, it's a core reason or belief. And I just see this in myself in different ways and also in so many clients and in so many people. And I bet right now as you're listening, you can probably name a situation or a person or a subject where this might ring true for you. And so if someone doesn't feel worthy, how does someone go about proving that? for example, as a kid and then into adulthood? Well, there's many different ways and some people adopt all of these coping mechanisms and some people adopt just one or two. But one way is by being very nice to everybody. So we think that niceness means as a culture, for the most part, unless you've taken this upon yourself to redefine it, we think that niceness means going to things we don't want to go to, doing things we don't necessarily want to do. And we think that kindness means the ability to suppress our own needs, boundaries, or honest thoughts and feelings, and that we generally are not honest and don't express our truth. We think that kindness can't coexist with our authenticity. And I think that that's a huge problem. I think that a lot of us are programmed to think that kindness means we have to ignore who we are and put on a certain mask depending on who we're around in order to appease them. Another way that people prove they're worthy is by constantly pleasing others, which is what I call people pleasing. But this is done not out of service, but to the detriment of oneself your needs or your desires or feelings. And they do it and they never say how they feel. And they're also people who are trying to prove their worth may never share their feelings because they realize that people might not like their feelings or accept how they feel. And they don't want to bear judgment, be disliked or feel the discomfort of not quote unquote fitting in. So how else does someone maybe go about trying to prove their worth? Well, by never expressing healthy emotions like anger as somebody is crossing your boundaries, because God forbid you'd stick up for yourself and cause waves or create conflict. Also, by never feeling like you have a choice or that you can say no, or that you can say yes if you want to to something. How else? Well, let's see by working too hard to prove yourself and or in order to distract yourself from your pain by going maybe into a profession you don't like to prove you're worthy because someone else is impressed by it or someone else wanted it for you or because you're going into something because you think it will impress people. Again, it's that theme of trying to prove to the world to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, to an old art teacher subconsciously that you are enough, that you matter, that you are worthy, that you are powerful. And most people in this situation then, not everyone, end up spending the rest of their life compensating 
and coping by taking on way too much and then are constantly putting a lot of pressure on themselves so that they can matter and appear important and feel worthy. But here's the thing. They're typically creating just an enormous amount of stress and then the state of constant stress has a super negative impact on someone's biochemistry and physiology. And I want to point out a fact, and I do this about every 10 episodes. I'm really passionate about it, if you don't know by now. But remember, our bodies cannot be healing and growing and repairing and in harmony and functioning at its highest level at the same time that the chemicals of stress are present in our systems and on board. So the stress chemicals of cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine and adrenaline, they actually shut down the immune system. So here's an example. When someone is having an organ transplant, the recipient is always given stress hormones because they are known to suppress the full functioning of our immune system because then our immune systems won't reject the organ. So it has a really positive function if someone's being the recipient of an organ. But when we have long-term and chronic stress in our bodies without respite, this will deplete and weaken our immune system. It stresses the heart and the cardiovascular system as well as our nervous systems. And it can be a primer and a catalyst and a cause of so many diseases. The reality is this, most diseases that doctors think are random or arbitrary or genetic are not random at all. There's only like a few, I want to say four or five truly genetic diseases. The rest of them are epigenetic, which means the switches of our DNA are turned off and on by our internal environment and external environment. But that means our internal environment means our biochemistry. How much stress do we have in our body? And so they're mostly a result, These getting these diseases are a result of lifelong stressors that have resulted from this unresolved trauma And this child's attempt to compensate into adulthood. There's no easy answer here or fix. But what I do know is healing is possible. It's definitely not linear. It's circular. It's cyclical. But there are numerous amounts of practitioners, solutions, and experiences out there to help you with your patterning, with your trauma, with your beliefs. But you have to, at some point, be aware and seek answers and get help. Some things that have helped me and helped others that I know are therapy of all kinds. There's tons of different kinds of therapy, not just talk therapy. There's art therapy. There's wilderness therapy. There's EMDR, which is body-based therapy, as well as brain spotting. Both EMDR and brain spotting I have received, and it is changing my life and helping me with so much trauma. Coaching. Coaching is incredible to help us get to the bottom of our thoughts and of our patterning and the way that we're looking at life. 
QNRT is another one that I've had. I love. I recommend this to people. It's quantum neuroreset therapy, breath work, meditation, yoga, internal family systems therapy. And that's a type of therapy where you're looking at all the different parts of you and how you can integrate them in your life to be feel more whole. And then there's plant medicine like psilocybin or ayahuasca that a lot of people are using to heal deep trauma where other modalities haven't been able to touch. And there's just so many other also consciousness expanding experiences. I won't go into the full list here, but just know that if you haven't started this journey yet and you have some trauma or you have this pattern of trying to prove you're enough, there's help out there. I want to just acknowledge too that we're all human and most of us have experienced amazing joy and had amazing experiences in this life and have experienced wonder in moments, but also we've had hard and sometimes horrible experiences in life. But this is what I know right now. We are born here so valuable and worthy and perfectly divine. Yet somewhere along the line, we get messaging that tells us otherwise and we start to believe the things that people say to us or about us, which is only their own limiting beliefs that have been enculturated into them and they project that onto us and they are generally and largely not true for us, but we adopt them as if they're our own. So we're this divine, perfect, valuable being that never changes. But we're also a work in progress as we have to sift through these traumatic experiences and our limiting beliefs. And of course, the societal and cultural programming, as well as deep ancestral patterning and other things that might arise, other curiosities. So my question for you today in Rebel Heart Coaching fashion, I always like to pose a question for contemplation. Where in your life do you feel you may still be trying to prove something to someone? Are you still trying to prove you're smart enough or good enough or rich enough or that you matter? Are you trying to prove it subconsciously to a teacher who maybe told you you were bad at math or art or made fun of a card that you made? Maybe you're subconsciously or consciously trying to prove to a parent to get their approval, to be seen. Maybe you're bodybuilding to try to, you know, prove to the bullies at school that you're strong. I don't know what it is for you. And it may be really subtle, but I just want to encourage you to really take a look at your motivations, both from your past and present, and just question them and just get really curious And for the sake, mostly, of your growth and health, because when you can heal this core patterning that you might have, you actually improve your chances of living a higher quality life because you'd be reducing the amount of stress you're putting on yourself. And you'd be living a life that's more authentic to you and more empowered. So when you heal, we are all heal and learn by your example too. And we all do better. And you listening to this right now, you matter. And if you haven't already, this is the time to step more fully into your power and into your authenticity. 
Now is the time. Do not wait. Our life is so short. It's just but a blink of an eye. And it's so precious. And the only way through that I've discovered is by looking at what you're afraid of or what is most painful. These are the things that help us heal. When we confront our shadow, it's brought more into the light and we become more whole. It might be super uncomfortable and it might be really hard in the moment or for a while, but I promise there is relief and you won't regret it if you look at the things that you struggle with the most. I love you and thanks for being with me today. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Oh, 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 oh,